0: Welcome to the Thought pot. I'm Mustafa and in this podcast I share my thoughts as they pop and cook in the pot of my head. During a recent trip to the United States, I was trying to get out of this parking lot and after inserting my ticket in the machine I cancelled the transaction in a special way so the machine won't return my ticket. So technically it was a lost ticket and I technically was supposed to pay a penalty. But when I went to the lady on duty, She saw that it was a genuine mistake and didn't charge me any penalty for losing my ticket. And when I thanked her, she said, pay it forward. And one way of doing that or giving back is by knowledge sharing. So I wanted to share some tips on job hunting and interview preparation today. But when I started jotting down all the talking points and I was thinking about the prep phase, I realized that the first step towards landing a job is the first step towards everything if you want to be successful, and most importantly, if you want to enjoy the journey. I've had the privilege of working with the biggest names in the telecom industry during the past 15 years, and I've performed in various technical and leadership roles. And I've been honored to work with some of the finest people of the industry, which has contributed greatly towards the wealth of my experience. During my career, I've been a hiring manager and not only interviewed a lot of great people, throughout my career which has taught me a thing or two about job hunt and interview preparation. I've also had the privilege to mentor quite a few job seekers during the recent years who reached out to me either through my professional network or were referred to me by a great nonprofit called OCISO. This is an organization that helps skilled immigrants uh, settle down in Canada and offers pre-arrival services. When I put my knowledge to a real test while I was looking for a job I was fortunate enough to land multiple job offers, including job offers from industries I had no prior experience with. I owe my success to a lot of people, so I'm recording this podcast in an attempt to give back and pay it forward. So without further ado, I'm going to give you the first step towards landing a job and everything else in life. So what is that first step? The first step towards literally anything, towards success is the right mindset most resources that i've come across start from how to build your resume and apply for a job and prepare for your interview and whatnot which is all important and necessary but the most important thing is the right mindset because you won't need to make your resume every day of your life you won't require to prepare for an interview every day of your life but you would still need the right mindset every day of your personal and professional journey your mindset is basically the sum of all the thoughts and beliefs that you have about life, about yourself, about the world and people around you. The right mindset means a mindset that enables you to be grateful about having only one flat tire as opposed to the possibility of having four flat tires or having an accident. The right mindset is one that enables you to define your future by your vision and not by your past. It doesn't let negative emotions like shame, guilt and fear control you. It rather puts you in the driving seat of your life. The right mindset is what made Winston Churchill say that success means going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. The right mindset is what took a kid who was cut out from the high school basketball team for the lack of skill and turned him into the basketball legend we all know today as Michael Jordan. It's what made the discovery of a light bulb possible after 9,000 years. Failed experiments. It's what took a kid who was told that he's not good at music and turned him into someone who's called Beethoven. So what do you need to have the right mindset? As cliche as it sounds, you need to believe in yourself. Don't let self-doubt bother you. Don't burden yourself with what-ifs. And if you really can't help that, give your mind a better what-if. Instead of thinking, what if I don't get the job? Think like, what if I get this job? What will I do then? How will I prove myself? And every time you're frustrated, remind yourself that things could have been much worse and searching for jobs and working on your resume is a luxury for many in this world. There are many who are struggling for basics like food and water and safety. And you know that. You need to look for opportunities instead of challenges. So here's a little experiment that you can do with yourself right now to understand what I mean. Take a moment to look around the room where you're sitting in or wherever you are and notice all the things that are red. Alright, when you're done, can you tell me how many yellow things did you see? Maybe you can tell about a few, but you know for a fact at the moment that your knowledge of red things around you right now is way better than your knowledge of the yellow things around you. Opportunities and challenges are like that. Sure, there are difficulties, there are challenges, but you can be equally sure that there's opportunities and you need to be looking for them instead of reasons for not being able to do something. You also need to be patient and you need to stop worrying about the things that are not in your control or the answers to questions which will not help in any way. For example, a recent mentee that I had, she asked me if... Most of the positions advertised on job websites and job portals are already filled. Somebody told her that. And she was wondering how accurate that information was. And then another mentee of mine once asked me if it's conducive for immigrants to get jobs. See, let's say if the answer to the first question is yes, alright, If what if I tell you that all the jobs that are posted online are already filled and it's just a scam? What good would it do to you? None. Similarly, if I tell you, you know, it's really, really, really hard for the immigrants to get jobs, what good would it do to you? What exactly would it change? Were you not trying your best before that to get a job? Were you not going to prepare enough? If you were that, the problem lies within your mindset, not in the market, not in the acceptance of immigrants, not in the job posting web portals or anything else. And then, last but not the least, do everything wholeheartedly. If you don't put your heart and soul into something, you know, don't expect the best of the results. You may land a job, you may not land a job, but if you're not doing it wholeheartedly, you're missing out on a lot of things. Now, quite a few of you might be thinking that we already knew that. This is nothing new. And that's the beauty of it. A lot of us already know about the tools that we need to get where we want to but we either don't know how to use them or we're either not motivated enough to use them or we just don't believe in them. We know them like we talk about it every day. We tell people to be patient. We tell people to not lose their temperament. We tell people to chill, but we don't really know it in our bones that it's true. Either that or you're the kind that says, oh, it's easier said than done. And I agree to that. You know, there's work required to get there. You don't just get there by talking about it, by listening to a podcast about it. So I'm going to give you a list of five things that I think everybody must do in their everyday life to get there, to cultivate the growth mindset, to cultivate the right mindset. And these five things are, one, meditation, two, affirmations, three, reading, four, spending quality time with family and friends And five, starting a gratitude practice. Every self-help or personal development book from Think and Grow Rich to The Secret or You're a Badass talks about it. So what are these five things and how do we go about it? First and foremost, meditation. There's a lot of science, there's a lot of videos, and there's a lot of articles available online that explain why meditation is necessary. It's like stopping to fuel your car when you're going on a journey. If you don't stop and keep going saying that I don't have time to stop, eventually you'll run out of fuel and you won't be able to go any further. Get that? So that was the simplest analogy I could use to explain that. If you're a nerd who wants to get more and more information, as I said, you know, go do a Google search on what meditation does, why is it necessary and whatnot, and you'll get ton of material to yourself to read. So how do you meditate? You find yourself a comfortable and silent spot, sit down with a straight back comfortably, close your eyes, and you start watching your breath. You just watch it going in, and you watch it coming out. By watching, I mean feeling it you can feel it on either your nostrils where the air is entering your body or you can feel it in the stomach where it's going you just need to sit very relaxed and every thought that comes in you don't need to be bothered by it you don't need to fight it you don't need to run from it you just need to be aware of that thought instead of becoming a part of that thought, instead of going into that thought and start acting like a character in your own thought. You have to watch it like a spectator, like you watch a movie. Really, that's how simple it is. And if you're an absolute beginner and still confused and not getting the idea, I would highly recommend starting from some free apps that are available on every app store these days. The one app that I recommend to people for understanding the theory of meditation is Waking Up by Sam Harris. It has a theory section that has about five to six free videos, not videos, sorry, audio lessons that explain you the theory of meditation, its importance, and what it does for you. And I think it's absolutely amazing. And each of these audio lessons is not more than 10 minutes, I believe. So really, you can finish all of these lessons in one day. The other app that I highly recommend for practice of meditation, for actually doing the meditation, is Simple Habit. This application has a bunch of information available in it as well, and it has a number of free meditations available. The moment you log in, it'll ask you simple questions like, you know, what are you here for? Are you looking for more relaxation, anger management, uh, anxiety relief, stress relief, etc, etc. And once you log in, it'll guide you through a bunch of simple meditations, basic courses and whatnot. These meditations are from five minutes to up to an hour and you would really enjoy it. If you don't believe me, just download these two applications, use them for one day and by tomorrow you would be able to explain meditation and you would also be able to meditate. I promise you that. Now moving on to affirmations. So what are affirmations? So, basically we run on autopilot. Our minds have been programmed over and over by negative beliefs, mostly, about ourselves and the world. An example of negative beliefs is like, I'm not good with numbers, I'm not good at analysis, I cannot control my anger. And these become our realities because we really believe in them. Affirmations is a way to replace the wrong beliefs by the right ones, by repeating them to ourselves over and over again, so many times, That eventually they replace the negative beliefs so to counter above examples an affirmation would look like I'm really good at analysis I'm gifted with an analytical mind I have full control on my temperament so on and so forth you can find a lot of affirmations online I was even able to find one for public speaking just type in affirmations for success anger management etc and you'll find a ton of ton of free stuff try a few till you find the one that you feel good with. You can even record yourself. The best time to play is at night, although some of these can be done during the day or while you're driving. So just make sure that you read the instructions. Don't listen to the ones that are supposed to put you to sleep while you're driving. Alright, so we talked about meditation and affirmations. The third thing, and it's extremely important, is practicing gratitude. What I mean by that is... Being truly thankful for what we have. Really celebrating life. And for that, it's not just enough to think in your mind once in a day that you're grateful for the life you have. That vague thought of gratefulness, that vague thought is not good enough for gratitude practice. What you need is something like a gratitude journal. You can make one by yourself or buy it from a store like Indigo, Chapters or even Walmart. Now, gratitude journal is not the only way of doing gratitude practice. What I meant was you just can't have a thought in your mind which is vague. You need to create a ritual around it. So if you're not the person who would enjoy writing a gratitude journal, maybe you can start a gratitude practice at the dinner table where all the family sits together and everybody says three to five things in the day that they were thankful for. And these things don't have to be like monumental right they can be something as simple as i'm just happy i'm thankful that today was over i'm happy that i'm getting to eat food etc etc the fourth thing that you want to do is start reading make a reading habit if you already don't read books and you don't want to read anything but you want to read stuff that's positive that cultivates a growth mindset that cultivates the right mindset So mainly I'm recommending to read self-help or personal development books. I'm going to give you my five recommendations. And there's tons of other books available. So my recommendations are The Power of Now, Think and Grow Rich, You're a Badass, The Power of Vulnerability, The Alchemist. Make a habit of reading 30 minutes a day or even 15 minutes whenever you can do it. Again, it's a good idea to You know, create a practice around bedtime. It'll do wonders for you. Trust me, it'll do wonders. You need to be reading. Everyone needs to be reading. Alright. So, so far we've talked about meditation, affirmations, practicing gratitude, and reading. What else are we missing? Family time. Not just family time, but friends time. As a human being... Connection is what's pivotal to our well-being and happiness. And family time or friends time doesn't have to be this big party. It can be something as simple as eating together, playing together, anything that you guys enjoy doing together, anything that you enjoy doing with your friends, family, and make sure you do it. If you can't do it every single day, do it every second day or every third day, at least. The other thing that you want to do is you want to do something creative. Now, by creative, you don't always have to pick up a guitar or start sketching. You you can start cooking if you enjoy that. You can start writing. And you can start singing. Whatever your thing is, whatever you find resonates with you. Alright? Now, before I end this podcast, I'm going to give you a bonus tip. Find yourself motivation triggers What do I mean by that? By that I mean become aware of your surroundings, find things that you see or hear on a regular basis, and use them to motivate you. Let me elaborate on that. When you look at a car, especially a car that you really, really want to buy, don't just think of it as a car. In your mind, bring the story of the founder of Honda who was refused a job at Toyota. And in response to that, instead of considering himself a failure, he started his own company that's called Honda today. If you look at a FedEx envelope being delivered to your office, think of the founder of FedEx. He was given a C by his teacher when he wrote a paper on his big business idea of how to do overnight deliveries. When you go play basketball or play any other sport, think of basketball. Or think of Michael Jordan, who was cut off from his team because of lack of skill. So don't let anybody tell you that you lack skill. When you listen to music, think Beethoven, who was told by his own music teacher that he's not good enough. When you turn a light bulb on, think of Edison, who discovered a light bulb after 9,000 failed experiments. If you start doing that, initially it might look like a chore. But as soon as it becomes your habit, it'll do wonders for you. It'll naturally keep you in a joyous state of mind. Alright, so for a very quick review, what I said in this podcast was the first step towards doing anything in life, be it a job search, starting a relationship, fixing a relationship, paying off your debt, whatever your next big project is, the first step Is building and cultivating the right mindset and then I spoke about what the right mindset is about what kind of outlook towards life it provides and how do you get to it to get to it I talked about five things that everybody must do in my opinion and I gave you a bonus tip the five things were meditation using affirmations reading, spending time with friends and family and starting a gratitude practice and also doing something creative. In the end, I gave you a bonus tip of finding motivation triggers so you can take simplest things around you and turn them into motivation boosters. So if you're not already doing any of that, I beg you to start doing it from today. Do it for 30 days and I guarantee you you'll see a big difference in how you feel. And how you feel affects everything that you do. When was the last time you were feeling crappy and you performed your best at work? So you don't want to be feeling crappy and looking for jobs and applying for them and getting a job. You don't want to be feeling crappy when you're getting to an interview. And, you know, all these things could sound like a little bit of a chore, but trust me, they're not. So you don't have to start with 30 minutes or an hour of meditation. Do 10 minutes of meditation. 10 minutes of affirmations before you sleep. You're gonna go to bed anyways. Just put headphones in your ears and listen to affirmations for 10 minutes. Just use them to put you to sleep with better thoughts. For doing something creative, you don't have to set up a studio. Just sit down with the sketch pad, doodle around for like 5-10 minutes. Seriously, that 5-10 minutes makes an impact. I know it doesn't sound like that, but it does make an impact. You are going to have dinner every day. You're going to have food every day. Every time you sit down with family, use that time for family time. Use that time to do your gratitude practice. And again, I can't stress enough how big of a difference it would make in your life. So that's it for today. You were listening to the Pot. Please subscribe, leave a review and share it with your families, friends and networks. Tell me what you didn't like and what you disagree with. As I like to say it, let's share some thoughts and stir the pot. Catch you later. Goodbye.